0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the wrestling podcast. That's wrestling spot, W R S D L I N G. It's all of the graps, but without the E. But of course, BG, we're not anti-E, we're simply pro-wrestling. My name is Liam. This guy is Gareth. Hey! And we're back with the Wrestling Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us and lending us your time once again. We have another interview episode for you here. And not just any old interview, one of the biggest stars of an entire country, dare I say continent in slex the business you may have seen him in melbourne city wrestling ring of honor he's a huge name down there and a man that gareth's had the opportunity to see live as well
1: yes yes i've spoken about it many times people are probably sick of hearing about it but i lived out in victoria and australia for a year got to go to many mcw events it was a real treat living over there and having being adjacent to such good wrestling Slex was one of the biggest standouts of the scene in my eyes. So great to talk to him. Talked about his huge match with Okada, his recent amazing three stages of hell match with Adam Brooks, Japan, you know, and everything in between. It was a really fun conversation. Yeah, a real real fun chat.
0: Excellent stuff. All right. Well, without any further ado, Gareth's riding solo on this one. So Gareth, over to you.
1: And we are joined now by none other than the business, Slex. Thank you so much for joining us today, Slex.
2: Thank you for having me. You've got me at the uh, perfect time. I've got the kids in bed. My uh, belly is full. I've just had dinner. And my training's done, so happy to be here.
1: Oh, very nice. What, what was for dinner this evening? Actually make some pasta. Did I see you're, you're on a bit of a cut at the moment? So hopefully you're in a, in a good oh, mood as well.
2: Yeah, that's why I made sure that I ate before that we spoke, so that I'm actually... <laughs> have some energy and, and I'm in a good mood. Yeah, I am on a, on a, I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm crazy, but I'm doing a cut at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, it's brutal.
1: I saw that post. and I was like, well, I hope he's either in a good mood or he's eaten yeah, before, <laughs> <laughs> before we get on. So yeah, a few. Yeah. So to get into things. So for anybody that's listening, that doesn't know, could you tell us a little bit how you got your start in wrestling? Oh, you're taking me back. You're taking
2: me back a long time. Well, Back in I think two thousand and I think it was two thousand and two, two thousand and three. I started training at a very young age, which I don't recommend. Uh, I started training at the age of I think about fourteen. Wow! So if you do your maths it's a <laughs> and do the calculations with my age now, it's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I started wrestling and sort of worked my way up into around the Australian scene and getting getting booked for different companies in different places and. Um, but yeah, eventually w- worked my way to you know getting across to Japan for the Zero One Dojo mm-hmm. and did that, which was really really cool. Um, Jag Hartley Jackson helped me out with that to get me across there, um, which I learned a lot actually. It was a really good time, and then also did a little bit of a stint for for Noah in 2013, yeah. the Junior Tag League. I tagged with Roderick Strong, which was. A really another good learning experience, I and got, yeah, re- and I got to wrestle like amazing talent like Kenta and Marafuji, and um, yeah, really, re- really got to learn a lot. And I, I was there with, um, I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard of TMDK yeah, of course, Shane and uh, Mikey Nichols, who uh, I was there with, who helped, who obviously helped me get there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, from there, I've just been doing my thing and done a few international tours and that led me to getting yeah signed to R- ring of honor and then COVID came along and just wiped everything out so yeah that's prob that's my career in a, nu- in a nutshell. At what point did you develop into the business? So I took a little bit of time off wrestling when my daughter was born mm-hmm. and it was sort of like a, a moment of all right am I going to come back am I if I do come back, I need to change what I'm doing because I hadn't really had a character or I was just flex, but I wasn't, if you, if I came out to the, to the casual fan, you would look at me and not really know, or understand what, what, who is he, what does he represent and what does he mean? So I did, yeah, a little bit of soul searching and some thinking and um, yeah, came up with this character, the business, I think in 20, uh, late 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. And that was when, that was when I challenged Okada and then my sort of my, my career sort of took another turn from from that match.
1: Yeah. So I was actually in the in the ballroom for that match. Oh wow! That was the very first time I'd seen you perform. I, the first time I'd seen Okada live. That was yeah. one of the sort of best wrestling experiences I've I've had. Yeah, awesome. That must have been an absolutely massive deal for you back in 2017. You know, you hadn't appeared at that point. I don't believe for MCW at all in 2017. Hadn't really yeah. wrestled all that much that year. Like you said, you know, you'd taken that time off with the birth of your daughter. So yeah. to go from basically hardly wrestling, to wrestling Okada, who was arguably at the height of his powers. That must have been a little yeah. bit intimidating. Sort of how, how was that experience for you?
2: Yeah, it was very, very intimidating. Um, I hadn't wrestled for, I think, uh, maybe 10 months. Mm. And I got a call and it was, you know, obviously MCW management and they put it to me um, asking if I wanted to wrestle Okada. And, you know, you can't say no to that because you'd, no. be, you'd be stupid. What, what a massive opportunity. Um, at the time I was sitting on the couch, not probably in the best shape, mm-hmm. in decent shape, but not, not, not in ring shape. Um, but yeah, I, I jumped at the chance and as soon as I hung up the phone, I was into training mode and <laughs> excited and had to start thinking about this character and trying to, you know, change. I was thinking if I'm going to come back, I'm not coming back just for one match or just, just to wrestle O'Kata and then, and then go off into the sunset. Mm. I'm going to I I sort of made up in my mind that, all right, I'm coming back. And if I'm coming back, I'm going to be the best version of myself um, and give it everything I've got, which, which I've done. And yeah, to, to wrestle Okada, yeah, nervous is an understatement. I'm uh, not just nervous because it's, because I was not in the best shape. I'm literally wrestling one of the best wrestlers in the world um, who at the time was also the IWGP yes. heavyweight champion uh, for new Japan. So, yeah, incredible, um, amazing opportunity. And yeah, I was happy with the match.
1: Yeah. The, arguably, there probably wasn't like a bigger match out there for anybody. The wrestling world champion Okada at that point, like right in the middle of his record-breaking run.
2: Yeah, Un- unheard of.
1: <laughs> yes. See, so you said a little about, but, you know, you just got the call. Cool. It's, it's am- amazing, really, that, that obviously MCW management had, such faith to go, right, you know, we've got Okada coming in, which is, you know, huge for the promotion to then go, right, who do we, who do we want to, who do we want yeah. to sit opposite him in the ring? And they gave you the call. That must've felt really good to kind of get that sort of uh, acknowledgement, I guess.
2: Yeah, I did. I can't, I can't thank MCW management um, enough for what they've done in terms of put, putting me with Okada and other things they've done for my career. But um, yeah, at the time I was, yeah I was gobsmacked and um yeah honored to get the call but Mm. I I was asking them like why me (laughs) you've got so many other people that are actually you know wrestling right now why me and um yeah I was yeah just very happy to get that call
1: ah that's that's so nice and do you think possibly you know you said you'd had some sort of dojo experience you know zero one dojo do you wonder perhaps whether it's you had that experience of and your sort of noah run so you had that experience of wrestling maybe with sort of japanese competitors that maybe some of your you know sort of fellow mcw stars maybe didn't
2: yeah i think i think that may may, may helped um i can't really be too sure as to mm. why um i didn't really i sort of asked but didn't get a direct answer yeah. and didn't dig dig too deep but yeah, I'm sure that probably led into the decision making sure. as well. And and
1: how was the uh sort of dojo experience for you? Could you tell me a little bit about you know what being in a sort of Japanese dojo system is like?
2: Both very different. So the Zero One Dojo, I was there for I think maybe three months. Um and at the time, yeah, it was very very intense training, training every day. Um, you know, a thousand squats, lunges. My goodness. Um, just like ridiculous amount of conditioning stuff um and then in ring training and then doing shows as well where the shows um the shows i was on they weren't massive shows and they weren't really a lot of shows Mm -hmm. so it was more it was more it was more just yeah a a lot of training but still learning a lot in terms of um just some different technique of, of, of chain and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, getting to wrestle international talent or wrestling someone that doesn't speak English um, goes a long way. Um, So, yeah, it was, it was a great experience and, you know, living on top of one another and living in a little dojo and pretty, I was pretty much sleeping on the floor. And I remember my first experience, uh, I think it was the first or second day I was making something to eat for breakfast and, one of the young boys, the Japanese kids, he just gets a ch- chicken breast, raw chicken breast, sears it on on the pan for maybe I don't know thirty seconds each side, so it's not it's not cooked, and he slices it and he starts eating literally raw chicken. Nice. And I'm looking at him going, "What? You can't do that!" <laughs> and he, he, I'm like, "Well, this is this is strange straight away." But I yeah, I love I love. I love the dojo at zero one and I love the, I love Japan, but yeah, it was just a funny story. I hope that guy was okay after that. He was, I don't know how, but yeah, he survived it.
1: Iron stomach apparently. So yeah, so you've had the opportunity as well to obviously to wrestle for, for Noah and you've wrestled for new Japan when they've toured Australia. So is there a desire for you to get back over to Japan at some stage?
2: Yeah, there really is actually. Uh, That's um, one place I really do want to get back to. Um, I haven't really put out any feelers as yet. I I feel with COVID and and travel and everything else that um, it's probably a little bit hard at the moment in terms of uh, Japanese companies, you know, flying over unsigned talent or or me even getting there at the moment. Um, But yeah, that's definitely something I've got my sights set on. I really do want to get back to Japan for sure.
1: Liam and I, we've chatted off off air. We feel like you'd be a great fit back out in, in Japan. And it feels like there's maybe bit more sort of room to maneuver out there than there is like maybe on the sort of American scene at the moment because it's kind of the market is obviously so so flooded
2: oh that's that's the thing because I was thinking of um I was obviously thinking of traveling to America this year for Mm -hmm. the mania weekend and trying to sort something out but I mean I just feel like you're just going to get lost in the shuffle there's so much talent at the moment um and there's only so many jobs and I get getting over there um and wanting to be there and stuff like that. But I think for me right now, I'm sort of happy being being in Australia, wrestling as much as I can. I'm yeah. pretty much wrestling here every weekend around Australia. So I'm still getting the reps in, uh still improving and, and still love still love what I'm doing. Yeah. Um and yeah the end goal is still to do do this for full, you know, full time and try and get a contract somewhere. Um but right now for me I, I feel like I'm, I'm better off just Waiting a little bit and uh, seeing seeing what happens.
1: Personally, I would love to see you sort of go back to to Noah. There's so the heavyweight scene right there, right there at the moment is just in, incredible, and I would love to see it. You mm. tangle it up with uh, some of those guys like Segura or Shizaki, uh, I Oh think yeah, would be, would be incredible. So, is, you know, is there a match with a you know any matches with Japanese guys that you personally would would love to to
2: have? Segura is one I've, I've wrestled in before when I was in Noah. Obviously, back then I wasn't who I am now. Mm-hmm. So I'd lo- I'm like a completely different person to who I was. I was so young back then. Um, I was just a kid. So to go back and wrestle him now, um, I would absolutely love to do that. Um, someone else I'd love to wrestle would be Ishi from uh, New Japan. Yes, um, I love his work. I love, I love every like ne- i every match of his. I just enjoy. I, th- I think he's fantastic yeah. and um I think we would I think we would have a really good match mm. uh and someone I really want to step in the ring with so he he's he's up there as well and another one would be uh probably Masato Tanaka yes so, <laughs> for his age and the way he moves still and he is just he's he's a legend so You're a legend yeah um, yeah yeah there's probably three guys that I'd love to uh get in the ring with yeah
1: i will I'm keeping sort of every possible thing crossed that those will come to pass. yeah
2: absolutely Let's make it it's gonna happen surely
1: as soon as Japan is open for business again, you know it's got That's to happen it, I'm, you, I'm there. you look at the success sort of Robbie Eagles has been having sort of lately, I think it really you must just go, yeah, I think japan is the is the kind of place to kind of go right now,
2: yeah, one hundred percent, I feel like my style suits to japan as well
1: so mm, i completely agree you know that's not to say that you're not a great fit for america as well but as we've sort of previously said the market is a little bit sort of uh, flush, with, <laughs> flush with talent
2: at the moment yeah it's not ideal
1: so i've got some sort of sillier questions for you which i hope you'll indulge me in
2: oh here we go
1: uh favorite pizza topping
2: favorite pizza topping uh am i just picking one or am i picking what like what i would usually get because yeah wh- wh- what would you usually get usually I'm, I'm pretty basic it just be like a pepperoni mhm um, classic it's, for it, a reason it, it, yeah it's classic for it always tastes good you can't go wrong um, if you put pineapple on your pizza you're a massive weirdo so don't <laughs> don't do that uh, Coring, calling we, people just out just keep it simple yeah keep it basic
1: I'll tell you what i do miss from my time living in australia we don't get the sort of aussie style with the, the sort of egg here
2: oh yeah the uh, the uh, ham the ham the ham and the runny egg over the yeah. top that is good it's been a while since i've had that but yeah that is good too gotta to get your protein in brother yes
1: and uh <laughs> favorite Seven Eleven snack, snacks be it uh, australian Seven Eleven or japanese
2: oh well if i'm in if i'm in japan i'm going those uh those sushi rice ball things mm-hmm. they're they're bloody amazing i'm not sure if you've been to japan but... i haven't yeah. yeah
1: i'm just desperate to get to japan anyway like really keen but like just to see the wonders of the japanese 7-eleven because everybody raves about it
2: yeah the seven the the, the uh desserts and the um uh, the bakery items you can buy beer anything you want in 7-eleven 24 mm-hmm. 7 you want it you can go and get it uh but yeah there's those sushi right they're they're dangerous yeah. i was addicted to those um i guess if i'm in australia at 7-eleven you're probably going i um, most 7-eleven sell crispy cream so i'm probably going some donuts yeah nice if I'm not killing myself on a stupid diet. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what's your, uh, your donut of choice?
2: Oh, I love all donuts. I don't, I don't discriminate. <laughs> you don't
1: discriminate. <laughs> no. I used to like donut time when it was uh, in Melbourne. Oh, well,
2: they're out of, I think they went out of business now. Yeah. So.
1: Well, they still exist in the UK. Oh, do they? So they've got franchised out over here, I think. So I think the, the Australian home version Went under, yeah. but it still it still exists out here.
2: Okay, maybe you left. Maybe the business wasn't doing too well here, and he, and he left Australia yep, and maybe. in the UK. <laughs> and then,
1: other one is, what is your favorite regional Aussie bakery treat?
2: Oh, this is a this it's is a, a good one. one. No, 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 no. I, oh, I, can't, I should know the name of this. <laughs> it starts with. It actually starts with a B, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the name of it. It's a chain. I can't think of the name. It's a. It started in a small town. It's got the best desserts, best pies. Oh, it's, I can't. I can't think of the name. You think you would think that it, if it's one of my favorites that I would remember, yeah. but I haven't had it for a little while. But I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to tweet it on or something. To come but to you know,
1: it. for anybody that hasn't visited a regional Australian bakery, there's just there's just nothing like it.
2: Oh, it's just the best A meat pie or a sausage roll, tomato sauce.
1: Yeah absolutely no, perfect perfect you know you don't really see sort of all the the wonderful kinds of slice over here as much either so that's another thing yeah. that i do do miss are from t- are you trying to
2: are you trying to get yeah sorry I'm,
1: about... I, I, I will get off the food now i'm being i'm being <laughs> very cruel change the topic Goddamn it uh, karaoke are you, a, are you a fan if so what's your song uh
2: i don't um i wouldn't go to karaoke you know once a week but yeah on the odd occasion, if we have had a few drinks and we stumble in the karaoke, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll grab the mic and have a seat. maybe all night long, Lane or Richie. i will give that give that a good crack.
1: Perfect. And um, <laughs> any any hobbies or passions that you have that sort of people might not be aware of.
2: Any hobbies or passions
1: uh, outside of uh, pro wrestling, obviously.
2: Yeah, well, I just not really. I mean, I. I'm pretty laid back. I'm pretty mm. chill, to be honest. I like to. I do enjoy training. Um, I actually, like cooking. So I like. Um, I like being in the kitchen and oh, nice. and whipping up whipping up something nice. Don't like boring food. No. Um, and other than that, I'm. I'm honestly, I love I love Australian rules football. I do yeah, love. Nice. Um, Who's your I team? Do, I do love uh, Essendon
1: yeah the bombers but yeah the bombers that's so when I was living out in Australia my uh my partner her her dad was a bombers fan so yes I had to be a bombers fan as well
2: yes this <laughs> makes me happy we're in for a massive year this year I can feel it yeah,
1: because you've not made a grand final for quite some time. So. Yeah, don't
2: don't, don't bring it up. All right. <laughs> Again, keeping, keeping we fingers crossed. Remember this. Hang on. Remember this. We've won the most flags, mm-hmm. the most premierships out of all the all the teams in the competition. So oh, interesting.
1: There you go. And so we we here on the podcast. We've really fallen for the Aussie scene over the past year. So obviously, you know, I lived out there and really you know would go and see as much wrestling as I possibly could. So I've come back to the UK and uh, tried to and i've turned liam into a fan as well so and it really seems to be getting more recognition internationally lately so is there any is there anyone coming up that you recommend keeping an eye out for
2: um from mcw i would have to say the two that really stand out to me right now is uh one is obviously royce chambers who's sort of got a bit of international recognition already from online, online presence and he, I think he went to DDT for he a did, tour as yeah. well we, we um,
1: previously spoke to um, Konosuke Tekeshta who's the KOD yeah. open weight champ at the moment and he had nothing but good things to say about Royce as well
2: oh he's great he's a great kid uh, super nice guy super talented um, and yeah once uh, once the borders open and everything opens up I think he'll be flying mm. uh, literally because he can do <laughs> all that high flying stuff which I can't so um, but yeah, he's, he's fantastic. And the other one I'd say, I mean, these aren't really up and coming cause they're already, you know, pretty established yeah. and they're, and they're great talents in their own right. But the other guy I'd have to say is Mitch Waterman. Um, who's got, you know, he's just, he's sort of done his thing with the Brat Pack. He's done with Nick Berry. He's mm. having his little singles run. He's got number one contender uh, contendership from the uh, Ballroom brawl this year or last year. Sorry. Um, and I think he's just in ring. He's just, fantastic uh and i think if he if he can put it all together i reckon he's another one to look out for
1: yeah so i would say from when i first started going to cmcw live the brat pack were one of the acts that just immediately grabbed me that i thought were you know had it outside the ring and between the ropes. so you know it's so great to kind of hear he's getting pushed, you know getting you know the the solo attention that he deserves there so yeah that's um yeah that's great so what do you think it is more recently that has given the Aussie scene this attention on the on the world stage
2: well I think to be honest when Will Ospreay first came out here I think that helped a lot mm. um I mean the UK scene and Europe was so was so hot at the time and to have like to have Okada here and then have Will Ospreay come here and then have you know New Japan come down here and we mm-hmm. had um naito wrestle uh jonah as well on one of the shows down here like we had so like for australian wrestling all of a sudden it was like hey hang on a minute we're here too we you know we, we were letting the world know that hey we've got some great talent here as well you know um and i think it was just a slow sort of build and to mm-hmm. be honest i think if, if i i honestly think that if covid hadn't hit when it did I think the Australian scene would even be bigger now. I think actually Absolutely. that that COVID has actually hurt because obviously shows had to stop. Mm-hmm. There's been no international talent um, exchanges or anything like that. Um, you haven't been able to see, you know, me in Ring of Honor or or Brooksy, who was meant to be in Ring of Honor. You know, we would have been on Ring of Honor and then coming back and forth and um, being on MCW, which would have helped uh, MCW's brand as well. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like that you know and even now like last january show was cancelled like postponed because we couldn't do it due to due to covid here so mm. we're not even even though yeah we're getting more international recognition um i still think we've got a little bit a little little bit more to do and um i think yeah we haven't hit the ceiling that we that, that we can get to um So, yeah. And I think like the working relationships between, you know, like MCW and PWA is a great thing because PWA have so many uh, talented wrestlers on their roster. So that helps as well. And, you know, I think MCW is going to go live on fight soon. They're, they're not, they're not doing it just yet, but I think that's coming soon. I think that helps as well because then, you know, wherever you are in the world internationally, you can just log on to fight and just pay, pay whatever the, whatever it's not too expensive. I'm not sure of the exact price, but you know, you pay your money and you're gonna get a fantastic, uh, you know, fantastic show.
1: I do think as well, there's there's something to be said. There's nothing like watching a wrestling show sort of live as it's happening. You know, if you can't be there in person, the next best thing is watching it live as it happens. You know, I've I've yeah. sometimes to make myself sit down and watch shows that uh you know kind of pre-recorded like if it's already already happened, but there's just something
2: I think so and I think I think it's not just that. I think that when you when you're watching an MCW show, you're not just getting a little independent show that, you know, isn't like MCW is produced very well oh, and it's yeah. got great production. Um, so you you're actually getting value for money, not only with what you're seeing with the lights and the glitz, but you're getting in ring action and you're getting some some really good storytelling as well.
1: Yeah, oh a hundred percent. You know, I um can't say enough good things about MCW because coming from from the uk as you know you said the uk scene was sort of so hot i was attending sort of progress every month and was just like oh no you know i'm gonna be out in australia for you and i'm gonna miss out on all this great wrestling <laughs> and then i sort of turn up to the my first show at the at the ballroom there and i'm absolutely it knocks my socks off you know and i just can't say no.
2: maybe it's maybe it's you that did it maybe you were the <laughs> uh the lucky charm that uh you know you you came in and uh, things started changing <laughs>
1: But yeah, I do feel very lucky to have been there just when it felt like every show was just firing on all cylinders for, for MCW. Yeah, but, know, so that was like 2017, 2018. Yeah, it was around yeah. that time that, you know, like Osprey came in and, you know, the link up with New Japan happened and it really just felt like the scene was on fire. And that's, you know, still really very true did, to this yeah. day. I I think, you know, what it feels like it must come down to is there's obviously some great trainers in australia you know there's yeah. people you know, So i understand like madison eagles trains up in um for p you know for pwa, PWA and yeah. you know I'm, I'm not sure
2: and robbie as well when he's down he's still taking you know in, he's got plenty of knowledge and he's a great trainer so you know and then we've got uh jay andrews who might not be you know uh known internationally or anything but he's been around the business a long time and a great a great brain for the business
1: I think that's a big part of what it is there's there's people great people training the future of Australian and wrestling because there's so many great people that could just keep coming up and coming through the scene's gonna stay nice and healthy going from strength to strength I think because the people building the stars of tomorrow are so fantastic themselves
2: yeah I agree.
1: So in your opinion do you think the the scene can go sort of further sort of domestic TV or is it do you think it's going to be something of an export market primarily?
2: You know I'm not too too sure. Uh, I mean ideally yeah that'd be great if we could get you know some some TV or 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 something along those lines mm. but I'm just not sure what the next real step is whether it's MCW maybe having affiliation with um i don't know like having a you know back i think back when ring of honor and noah had that partnership back in yeah. like 2005 whatever it was that helped both companies so oh, hugely i'm yeah. not sure what i'm not sure whether it might be in mcw's best interest maybe to have an affiliation with an international company whether that mm. be maybe like an mlw in america or a uh a noah in japan or or a company that you know they they can send international talent to MCW and you know vice versa MCW can send talent talent across where whatever that promotion is. But I think there's a, I think that would maybe be the next step just to give that could help both um, whoever the whoever the brand is that could yeah. help both brands. Um and then yeah, I mean I would yeah, I would love for MCW to uh try and strike up a TV deal and sign me to a contract and I can <laughs> stay here perfect. Yeah. Um, let's make that happen. Talking about
1: MCW more specifically, you've got your five on five emulation match, Team Business versus Team Icon coming up uh this Saturday, Saturday the twelfth of February. So for listeners that maybe aren't aware, could you tell us how this one's come about?
2: Well, pretty much, Rocky Romero is a douchebag. That's how <laughs> that's how, that's how it pretty much started. So he was running; he's been running his mouth. He's all talk, uh, and never, and never, never can really back it up in the ring. He always mm. finds the uh, easy way out. You've you, you've seen him, um, and yeah, he sort of he sort of showed up out of nowhere. Actually, um, he's been in Adelaide for a while, and he's come down to to MCW and. Yeah, he had a few had a few matches against some of the some of the younger guys, and he wasn't going really about it the right way mm. every every time every time it got a little bit tough, he always you know would have to cheat to win or do something dirt the dirty tactics, and uh, yeah, eventually he stuck his nose in my business, and we ended up having a match. And what did he do when it when it got tough, just as I just as I was about to win, had his boys run out and uh, stop the match, so it was another contest. And now we're finally yeah coming up to this match where i finally get to ha- get my hands on, on rocky um you know i'm not sure if i'm not sure if i will it's 5 on 5 you might just you know stand on the outside of the ring the whole time but i'm mm. going to make sure that um, i'm going to make i'm going to try my hardest to get my hands on him and uh, a bit of payback's coming his way
1: yeah perfect always love a big 5 on 5 elimination match so can't wait to see that Another of your rivals, so we've talked about a little bit, is uh, is Adam Brooks, and we've spoken to him previously. We had to ask your three stages of hell match. How how was that for you? It was one of our favourite matches of the last year, and we know that you you had that after what a nearly twelve month layer. <laughs> so what an achievement!
2: Yeah, literally, like I was yeah stressing about stressing about that one first match back, and it's three stages of hell, knowing that in my head this isn't this is going to be a long long match, and um, yeah, I was really 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 proud of that one. Um every time I've stepped in the ring with Adam Brooks ever, since the first time I've stepped in the ring and every every time since we've just got amazing chemistry. Mm. Um we work really really well well together every time we step in the ring. It's just uh yeah, I, I can't say enough about about Adam Brooks as a talent and as a guy as well. Um but yeah, I was really really proud of that and super yeah, obviously super I wouldn't say I oh, I wasn't like nervous of, of I was just nervous about my conditioning, I would say. Yeah. I did all the cardio in the world and training and everything else, but nothing can uh replicate being in the actual ring in a match. Um but yeah, that I was super proud of that one too. I'm glad to hear that you you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, you know, and it, it sort of topped um was it I think Grapple's list of um you know matches that maybe flew under the radar as well and um, so you know i think yeah people were really talking about that one i think i saw it on the uh, on was it last year's voices of wrestling uh, Yeah, you know, best I heard matches that of the year as well you know so it was great i think you know that match itself shone a light on the australian scene as well you know it if people weren't already watching i think people made a point of going out of their way to watch that one
2: yeah yeah well that's great to hear
1: so it seems like you just have a a tendency to just have big long layoffs and then come back and just have incredible matches you know the Akada match this match <laughs> there seems to be you know so
2: yeah maybe, maybe that's what i need to do just go away <laughs> and get out of here and, and put my feet up for a little bit and, and maybe take another 10 months off and come <laughs> back and then maybe we'll be all good again but no, nah, no. Nah, I, I would no. prefer not to have time off and just and just yeah. keep, yeah, you know, keep going on.
1: I'm keeping my fingers fingers crossed for you that you can just wrestle week in, week out for all of 2022. Now,
2: well, this, this 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 match, the uh the elimination, the five on f- five on five, the fight to survive. We this match has been was meant to happen like last year, yeah, and then it's got moved, and then it's been cancelled, and then it's been postponed, and now it's on. It's meant to be in January, and now it's on now it's coming up in February so hey let's just hope we make we can make it to this one yeah. we're not we're not there yet but fingers crossed that that nothing happens between now and then
1: yeah so we've got like four days so you know keep it four get, days keep it together Victoria that's it let's do uh, it
2: but you yeah you must
1: have been so 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 sore after that wild match um you know what what were you feel, feeling like the the day after
2: oh I couldn't walk in I was I was a mess <laughs> I was, I was very sore, but luckily nothing serious. So, um, just a couple of bruises and yeah. We're both, we're both pretty banged up, but you know that going into you know what you're getting into when yeah, you're going into it. Three stages of hell. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're not going to walk out, you know, feeling, feeling your best. So yeah, def- de- definitely felt it definitely
1: felt it watching that one i was like i wonder if they'll spill out onto the street and go to uh carwin cellars next door for a for a beer
2: (laughs) that would have been nice yeah (laughs) that could have been that could have been the fourth part of the match yeah
1: there we go that's the that's the fourth stage uh finally what would you say your your main goals for for 2022
2: now my main goals for this year is just yeah just keep on wrestling as much as i can and obviously I'm not, I'm not planning to go anywhere unless something happens um, or something comes up to me and says, Hey, we want you here. I'm yeah. not, I'm not planning on traveling this year. I'm happy sort of, yeah, building MCW's brand and doing as much as I can for them. Cause they've done a lot for me. They've stood by me and I want to, you know, I want to, I want to help them. So I'm here, I'm in the MCW and I'm uh, yeah, going to be here this year and just, yeah, trying to put great performances on and, and do my best and Maybe next year I'll look at I'll look at traveling again. But for right now, yeah, I'm going to be I'm going to be in Australia.
1: Yeah, perfect. Top Blake. Um, and then last but not least, have you got any any plugs? Anything you'd like to to any sort plugs? Of plug to the well, unit?
2: yeah. Well, obviously, Fight to Survive MCW. It's uh, this Saturday. Uh, what's the date? You got the date, there? It's twelfth. Is it? Yeah, twelfth of February. Yeah, it's not. It's not obviously live on fight. So if you if you're international, I think it's going on demand. When's it going on demand?
1: I don't know when it goes on demand, but we will tweet about it. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. we'll.
2: I should know this. I'm, that's, that's, <laughs> that's horrible. We'll blame, we'll blame Rowan.
1: We'll make sure everybody, everybody knows though, everybody listening. I'll, I'll send out all the, all the relevant stuff. So anybody that's listening that wants to watch fight to survive, you know, you'll be able to.
2: That's it. Other than that. Yeah. You can follow me on uh, my Instagram and Twitter. It's the same handle. It's at selects the business.
1: Perfect. Well, Thank you so much for joining us, giving up some of your uh, your Tuesday evening. It's been a real no, no pleasure. Worries. And can't wait to see what 2022 has in store for you.
2: Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: And we're back. And that was me and Slacks. Great stuff. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that one. That was, uh, I'm gutted I missed it, but it was everything I'd hoped it'd be in many ways. He's a cool cat.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And um, getting him talking about who he'd like to face in Japan. Oof. Some some big names from both Noah and New Japan. He's keen keen to face, and I thought it was super interesting as well. Him agreeing that you know maybe America is a bit saturated at the moment for talent, and Japan is the is the way for him to go. So keeping fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, I'd advocate for that one hundred percent. I think he'd do brilliantly in either of those big promotions, or indeed someone like DDT. You know, which I think you could argue is the number two promotion in Japan at the second. It's between that and Noah, probably. Or Stardom.
1: Dragon Gate is up there, too. Like, in terms oh, of, God. it's easy to forget, but in terms of, like, actual ticket sales and how big it is, Dragon Gate is actually massive.
0: That's very true. I don't know if he's, I, I wouldn't I put it <laughs> I don't past know if he's him. Dragon Gate material. Yeah, but. yeah. But uh, I think he'd do wonderful business, as it were, in, in any of those major Japanese yeah. promotions.
1: You know, I didn't get a chance to kind of suggest it to him during the interview but i completely i completely agree it was at the back of my mind that you know i think he'd actually be a a good fun fit for for ddt as well
0: well the thing is the way things are in japan at the second is very collaborative very cooperative so there's every chance that if he appears for one he could well appear for another oh absolutely but fingers crossed man i like slacks a lot i'm really backing his story and i'm keen to see him show his wares, you know, on on as big a stage as possible. But also, you know, it's wonderful what he and the others have been doing in the Aussie scene, it's been a rip-roaring scene. I'm so yeah. pumped up for this MCW show at the weekend.
1: So, yeah, he's. He, I'm sure he's going to smash it once again on Saturday the 12th. So, you know, like I said, during the interview, look in the show notes here, I'm going to have included sort of all the information about that. So usually with MCW shows, it goes up on their um, their Vimeo account where you can sort of purchase the show a few days a week after the, the show has, has happened. Slex did reveal during the interview as well, that it's looking like they will be moving over to fight in the not-too-distant future. So it would be even better once we can watch these these shows live. But, you know, I do think if you haven't checked out MCW in the past, you know, now's a good a time as any.
0: Oh, 100%. Definitely. And also, if you are planning on watching the show, head over to the MCW Twitter account, which is at MCity Wrestling. They've done something really fun. They've put together uh, playlists for the respective teams. So Slexis Team, Team Business and also Rocky Manero's team, team icon. Uh, Slex has gone for one of my favourites, actually, Otis uh, by Jay-Z, Kanye West, and of course, Otis Redding. Some some interesting picks elsewhere as well. But yeah, head on over to that. I love that. It's a really yeah. interesting, different way to build things up.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think, that, you know, they've got a really good approach to, uh, you know, promoting wrestling, MCW as a whole, with Slex being one of the jewels in the crown.
0: Yep, 100%. So that's Fight to Survive. Uh, it's going down at the weekend, but you'll be able to watch On Demand uh, from the 20th, I believe.
1: Nice. Yeah, well, we're certainly looking forward to watching that. And we will, of course, be reporting back our thoughts on that show as well.
0: Indeed, we will. So in the meantime, uh, whilst we thank MCW and the man, the business, selects himself uh, for appearing on the podcast, we cast our minds forward to later in the week where we are going to be back with a second episode No, no, it's not going to be a regular thing. I know it has been thus far. (laughs) We're going to slow things down eventually, but we've got something else coming for you later in the weeks. Do keep an eye on the socials for more information on what that entails. You can find us on Twitter. And on Instagram, we're at wrestling pod. That's wrestling about the e. Wrestlingpod.com again, wrestling about the e is the place to find all the links, personal twitters, places to download the podcast, places to recommend the podcast to your friends and family. If you wanna if you want to get your pals onto the wrestling podcast, that's probably going to be the easiest way to do that. And if you fancy sending us an email, it's wrestlingpod at gmail.com, obviously wrestling about the e. And you know, as Gareth said last episode, and I totally agree and stress if it's possible if you can find it within your hearts to leave us some form of review on your podcast platform of choice folks it helps tenfold you would not believe and all these fly interviews that we've been able to secure thus far in 2022 uh so in large part to the support that we're receiving on social media and indeed on the p- platform so please do keep those coming if you would be so kind we would be we'd love you forever <laughs> Alright, guys, that's it. We'll see you later in the week. In the meantime, stay happy, stay safe and enjoy the grabs.